and welcome to another episode of Thoughts, Feels, and Conversation. My name is Buipilo Wakakekana. And my name is Itumelin Tikobe. For those of you that are new to um, the TFC podcast, we are just two friends who have conversations about all sorts of things that we find intriguing and interesting. And once in a while, we get you guys to suggest a topic for us. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the conversation. And in true TFC style, we are going to start the podcast by doing a little bit of a check-in. So Idu, what is going on in your head, in your heart, in your life? Where you at though, is the real question. Where I'm at is exhausted. I'm so tired. (laughs) And I'm so conscious of the fact that we talk about our tiredness a lot on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to share this. We do. I feel like, or I feel like we do. Okay. Um, but I am very tired and I'm currently counting down um, the days and the weeks till the end of the year. Mm. I'm excited. I'm already excited for 2020. I don't know what it is about the end of the year or the start of a new year that makes us anticipate like this, um, you know, bounce of energy or, mm-hmm. but I I'm, I'm craving for the new year new energy new everything new motivation because I'm currently I'm depleted <laughs> all of me is depleted and um I was reading on Twitter I stumbled upon a, a, a thread regarding rest mm. and the seven types of rest that um, humans need mm-hmm. and I thought it was very interesting mm. and um, and I'm realizing that I, that I definitely I think I have ample <laughs> physical rest and I yes. think we spoke about this um, during our Sabbath episode yes I think we did um, yeah but I, I think that the Currently, I'm in need of like sensory rest mm. and creative rest and social rest because, yeah, I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> that is where I'm at. I, I, I can hear you? because I know you, I, I know, like I can hear it in your voice um, that you are ready for 2022 to begin. How I yeah, am. I'm very, very ready. I don't, I don't know how I am. I think I'm fine. I mean, I do also experience year-end tiredness that is happening. I am also, I have just started a new term at school. The beginning of November is the start of term four. So unlike everybody else who mm-hmm. is submitting all their last things and, you know, finalizing all the things, um, I am not. So term four for us is November until the end of Jan. So I'm going to work straight through. Mm-hmm. So I am managing my end of year tired with um, the freshness of a term with new modules, et cetera, but also the busyness of work because work is like, what the heck? Um, so managing all the things and I know I'm like, where do we get the in? Like, yeah. So how I am, I th- but it's also surprising because I feel like I've had um, like when things are really, really hectic, I don't even get the time to read. But every day this whole week, I've gotten time mm. to read, which has been, um, which has been so helpful. Um, mm. Yeah, it's been a crazy, it's been, it's been a crazy couple of, but I also feel like it's been both crazy and it, like relaxed. So I don't know, it's a weird sort of 
in-between vibes. Um, I mean, I've been able to work ahead in my schoolwork. So I'm like a few weeks ahead with all my submissions already because I don't want to, I know what the rest of the month holds from a work perspective. So I don't want to be stressed on that front and this front. So yeah, it's, but I'm also deaf. I'm ready for, I don't know that I'm ready for the new year to start just yet because of the new year also is a fresh responsibility with the new energy and the new, you know, is mm. the fresh responsibility. Mm. I'm ready for obligations to come to an end for this year. <laughs> That's yeah. where I'm at. I'm like, I'm ready for, for obligations to come to an end for 2021 so I can be a cabbage and then be reinvigorated by the start of a new year and then like start again and all that stuff so yeah I'm also thinking a lot about um I'm about to do my final research for this qualification so I'm thinking a lot about what I want to do my research on I will say nothing just yet Mm -hmm. but my brain is like hyper conscious of what it is that I'm going to write this research report on so I'm very like alert and aware the other day I posted actually on my thing because you're not on a, you wouldn't have seen it, you do. <laughs> also, this feels yeah. like a very long tangent, but I was um, in my classes, right? So I'm in two different modules this term, and both of mm-hmm. those together, there are 61 of us. Nah. So there's 61 people that I'm mm-hmm. in class with this term, and of the 61, only five of us are female. Like. Oh, a little bit of a handful. So I was having a little bit of a rant on my WhatsApp, Gary. The percentage is obviously wild. I don't know if it's a representation of the postgraduate scene or if it's a representation of theology. But then I also realized that I have not, I'm yet to have a female lecturer. Like the whole year, every single one oh, of wow. my lecturers have been male. Mm-hmm. And that's I a think little it, bit alarming. I think it could be a representation of the of theology mm-hmm. because in my uh, post-grad class it was majority female I think we were like 17 mm-hmm. and two were male oh wow everyone else was female. yeah that is very interesting How <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah. my aunt actually replied to my WhatsApp status and she was like I think post-grad has some like those kinds of stats where there is like a you know a difference between the male and the female compliment but she was like I think this is largely a theology problem <laughs> and I was like yeah I think so too. that is yeah I'll, I'll say no more yeah how you guys if you're listening to this and you have an inkling you know I'm imploring the women we need the feminine voice you know we need the voice of of women contributing to this field of study um yeah mm. you know like yeah but that's all I'll say but that's where my mind has been that's where I'm at that's all of me in a nutshell for the past couple of weeks um today however <laughs> today we are t- talking about something it's a topic that I suggested um because so between myself and Itu, I'm the one that tends to have an issue with this and Itu is blessed and highly favored of the Lord um, and is exempt from the situation. <laughs> no, I don't think exempt all the way, but go on. Exemptish. <laughs> Exemptish. Um, and we are talking about imposter syndrome, right? Um, imposter syndrome is something that I know, like I am 
we I think we've joked about this on the podcast a couple of times how self-aware we think we are you know like self-awareness on fleek Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are those girls and you know by virtue of being self-aware I am very aware of 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 um just how much I struggle with with the imposter syndrome right but I'm going to start by defining it as we do on thoughts feels and conversation yeah. also Idu, i saw something so funny the other day that i was like if this is an Idu, you're like oh let me get a definition of the enneagram thing um and i think what enneagram i have to read it i'm sorry guys i have to find it oh please do i, I screenshot at the one for four let me first tell you mine and then i'll tell you yours okay. um, let me find her first give me one second here we go um so the thing is things that each Enneagram type may say, right? And for four, which is me, says, this song makes me think of you. I feel that, or you don't understand, or look how beautiful that is. And the last one is, how does that make you feel? I'm like, if that ain't oh, me, so the one gazillion times that I say, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you mm. feel? And how do you mm. feel? That's me in a nutshell all my life. But the things that it may say, which is hilarious, is firstly, let me look that up. <laughs> <laughs> let me look that up or you'll respond in silence right oh this, this is even more you this is the one where i was like oh my gosh fun fact dot 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 <laughs> really <laughs> oh my fact. gosh do you guys fun. know fun fact it's really fun fact oh. are like peas in a pod fun fact oh my and then gosh. That is- it's hilarious <laughs> the other one is i'll google it that is very funny and then the last one is I'll That's think about me. it. Yes, I'll Google it. I'll think about it. That yeah. But fun fact, I'll tell say you? if this isn't it, I don't know what is. Wow, that's so wild. That yeah. is, that is very me. <laughs> Even the googling thing, like, I Google yes. everything. Yes. 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 I yes. Google everything you do you do and i, I think i do it. too I, I think i'm becoming like you mm. but also i'm a four-wing five so that tends to show up anyway let's start an enneagram episode today we're talking about imposter syndrome and uh according to the googles which you have found out is eating and i's fave imposter syndrome <laughs> is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud now the definition continues and says it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments and many question whether or not they're deserving of their accolades. So it is doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. That is higher level definition of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've watched like, and I've listened to quite a lot of like um, talks and conversations around the idea of imposter syndrome on Instagram. I have a particular friend him and I, we know that this is a struggle that we have together and we're able to point it out mm-hmm. in each other. And then he sends me all the things. Like if he finds a post on Instagram about imposter, <laughs> he forwards it. <laughs> so I'm oh. always in the know and I'm like, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. So I read a thing um, that gives you indications, right? Of how you know that you may have mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. And so I'm going to read the things you do. And then I would, maybe you tell me what you've recognized in me from these things. And then vice versa. What I recognize in you. Yes. In you. Which of these factors okay. you, you recognize in me. And then I'll do the same. Yeah. So you know okay. you may have imposter syndrome if it is hard for you to accept compliments or recognize your achievements. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. The other one is if you feel at times like success has been largely down to luck. The next one is mm-hmm. you're afraid people might find out that you're not actually as clever or competent as they think you are. 
The other one is you compare yourself to others and imagine they know what they're doing and are more together than you. And then the last one is you believe you don't deserve your success. Hectic. That's hectic. I don't know. I think probably the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Is what I would recognize in you. Yeah. 1,000%. Um, uh-huh. I don't think the others know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I recognize the others in you. Mm, <laughs> Definitely you, the first one for me as well. I don't think yeah. you have any of these. <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> I don't, I agree. Yeah, but, I don't think you have zero, like none. Um, can I, there, as I was researching a bit about imposter syndrome, yeah. I found a, an article that um, talks about five different types of imposter syndromes. Yes. And then I, I don't know if you saw it, but I can read it. And then because yes. one of them I recognized in myself. That and I was have, quite, okay. I was like, oh, I don't know that this is, this is a type of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So the first one is um, the perfectionist. Yeah. Um, so perfectionists are never satisfied and always feel that their work could be better. Mm-hmm. So rather than focusing on their strengths, they tend to fixate on any flaws or mistakes that they make, which often leads to a great deal of self-pressure and high amounts of anxiety. Mm-hmm. The second is the superhero because these individuals feel inadequate, they feel compelled to push themselves to work as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. The expert, these individuals are always trying to learn more and are never satisfied with their level of understanding. Even though they're often highly skilled, they underrate their own expertise. <laughs> and then the natural genius, these individuals Um, set excessively lofty goals for themselves and then they feel crushed when they don't succeed on their first try Mm. and lastly the soloist um, these people tend to be very individualistic and prefer to work alone self-worth often stems from their productivity so they often reject others um, they often reject offers of assistance they tend to see asking for help as a sign of weakness or incompetence do you want me to guess so some of these oh, no. you can guess <laughs> you can you can guess wait finish your sentence some of these and i was gonna say that like um i could recognize myself in in particularly two of them mm-hmm. um, but you're welcome to guess <laughs> um Remind me what the last two the names are, please. Um, the natural genius and mm-hmm. the solo soloist. I think you have a soloist. Mm-hmm. But I also think you are um the one before natural genius, the expert. The expert. Yes, yes I agree. I, I also I agree. recognize a superwoman. Not that, like you. In the sense that you and I, and maybe it's not true to the definition. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think it's an impulse. Actually, I think it's something else. You're superhuman in <laughs> the lives of all your people in the world. Um, but it's not impossible. Yeah. yeah, I think you're an expert for sure. Absolutely. 100%. I'm never satisfied <laughs> with my level of understanding. That is why I'm always on Google. Yes, 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 yes. I'm yes, always yes. trying to learn more and more. Yeah. And the soloist, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think I don't think that my self worth often like it stems from my productivity. No, I don't. Um, think so. And nor do I. You know, I do think that I'm a soloist, but not necessarily in the the way that it's defined as a imposter syndrome um, symptom. Trait, like, yeah. I don't. I don't not I don't not um, ask for help because I I feel like it's a sign of weakness mm-hmm. or incompetence. But I I just prefer to do everything myself. Yes, I, I think not that you I, rely. Like, I don't know if that makes. Sense. I get it, I, and I agree with you. I think you rely on your ability and your competence sometimes at the expense of asking. Not because you think people are not unable, but it's that you're able to get it done because you rely on your competence if that makes sense yeah yes do you agree but definitely i agree i agree but the whole expert thing absolutely one thousand (laughs) what would you guess for me um for you i would say um the perfectionist correct um <laughs> and my, yeah, the, definitely the perfectionist. And I think, uh-huh. um, the natural genius. Yeah, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I was waiting to see where you're gonna go with the second one. I'm glad that I know you. <laughs> and you actually hit the nail on the head. That's hilarious that you know me that intimately. <laughs> flaws and all people flaws and all welcome to our world um definitely yeah definitely the Mm. perfectionist and definitely natural genius um and the reason why i actually suggested that we talk about this right is because obviously it's something that i think about a lot right i i become fearful of doing certain things and as as i mentioned in the first thing where i was reading the thing that gives you the signs i'm very uncomfortable with compliments like they, I mm. actually don't know what to do. Mm. Yeah. So I actually prefer for people not to yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I actually literally don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Attention, all of the things. And so I, it's something that occurs to me a lot about the way that mm. imposter affects the way that I live my life, the way imposter affects the decisions that I make, because even without thinking too deeply about it, I'm sometimes, I, I sometimes make decisions because like as an emotional response to that, you know, as a response to, to this perfectionism oh, wow. and, and yeah. this natural genius, you know, um, so I was thinking about imposter syndrome, but I was thinking about it communally, like how as a South African society and as black South Africans, particularly, you know, we, we our history is such that we have been previously disadvantaged, but also that we have been previously oppressed by our white counterparts, right? So there's a power dynamic that um, that mm. exists as a result of our history, right? Where, where white people, because of, of prior oppression, they have this... Um, what's the word I'm superior, you know, stance or superior vibe, what I can't remember mm-hmm. that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then automatically as black people in relation to our white counterparts, we can assume the inferior role, right? And the inferior um, sort of thing in a room, right? And I was thinking also about how like, mm-hmm. how even though like as children, we didn't necessarily live through apartheid, ne? but we are children of people who did and, and you know, our grandparents and all those people mm-hmm. have lived through it. 
And I think we have in, inherited societally the imposter from, from our predecessors because of their relation to white people. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of what's been happening in my mind is that like when you think, cause I think about like in, in, in a workspace, you know, um, in a workspace, there are certain mm -hmm. types of people that tend to have, you know, they, they, they're pretty easily um, will share their opinions and say what they mean. And, you know, they'll defend them, themselves yes. and stand up for yeah. what it is that they believe in. And usually those are the white people, predominantly white males, um, but the white females as well. White males, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then mm. in that very same room, there will be either a black female or a black male. Sometimes the black males are more able to, you know, step up and, 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 and have some kind of superiority because again, of things like patriarchy and male privilege and all of that stuff. But the black females in the room are usually mm. the ones that are, you know, a little bit more cautious. I mean, I sit in meetings where I'm like, is this even, first of all, I'm doubting, mm -hmm what my contribution is gonna be in a space, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in this meeting and I'm like, oh, you know, for the longest time with my current role, I would be in meetings and I'm like, I don't even know if I should say anything. I don't, like, I don't know that if what I'm going to bring, and I mean, because of the nature of my role, I sit also in a lot of meetings where we are brainstorming ideas, like creatively, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then imposter, and, and a personal imposter in the sense that perfectionist and, you know, all those things, personal yeah. imposter shows up yeah. and then I feel like stifled and unable to contribute to the, to the mm. situation at hand. And I had a brilliant boss who was able to call that out of me, but also um, I'll call it societal imposter because of, you know, there, there would be white males and white females in there who I felt like, okay, they have the confidence to just go for it. And then I automatically mm. feel that I need to, to sort of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I sort of feel the need to sort of step back and hold back yeah. like a bit of uh -huh. um, to sort of let them flourish and do their thing, even though I think differently, even though I can sort of see um, loopholes in, in the plans or the ideas, you know, even though I feel like mm. I can contribute something. And then someone else will say exactly what I was thinking. And then I'll, I'll be like, yes, and I'll see how well it is. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think, um, as I said, like before reading a whole lot about imposter syndrome, I never thought that I, I had <laughs> any imposter syndrome at all. Mm -hmm. But um, reading, uh, reading the different types, I recognize obviously that I identify a lot with the expert. And um, how that shows up in my life as well, especially in, in work context, is that I won't speak up until I feel like I have fully grasped the understanding of what it is that is being discussed mm. or that I feel satisfied with the amount of research or the amount of work that I've put in to um, into whatever it is that I want to either voice mm. uh, my opinion about. So before, like I said, like I, I, I never, I, I just thought that, you know, that's the way I am. I never imagined that it is anything to do with feeling like I'm an imposter in the situation that I'm in. Mm. Um, and I always, what I used to think was that I don't know what the opposite of imposter syndrome would be, but I'd always <laughs> fault, um, <laughs> I'd always fault. And, and you're right that it's predominantly the white male in the room. Yes. Like, so I'd, I'd always almost say that 
this person is too arrogant for their you know for their own good mm. because um or like when people voice things that I that I personally wouldn't have voiced mm-hmm. or that I would think that, oh, Mark, you should have actually done a bit more research before bringing this you topic up or done a bit more work before present, pre- presenting this. Mm. Um, so I would always fault that person rather than thinking, oh, maybe I should I should not step back as much. Wow. I didn't think it was me stepping back. It was just not me stepping forward before I wow. felt ready to. So... Yeah, you're right. Like, and 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 just the communal thing. I think my dad, um, growing up, like my dad would always emphasize how um, I deserve to be in every room that I'm mm. in, regardless mm-hmm. of what it is. Like, he he always encouraged me to what to try out for whatever it is I wanted to try for, run for leadership, do what, whatever it is that I wanted to do. He always encouraged. Mm. And he always like, you know, encouraged that I have it in me to mm. to do it and to be the best and and not compare necessarily compare myself to others. Mm. So I um the communal thing, I don't yeah, I can't I can't think of an instance growing up where I felt like an imposter in a in a situation. But mm. I always um I was always fascinated by especially the white males and um and I have a, a, a I feel like I'm rambling and that's fine probably I don't know if it makes sense but um so I recently started CrossFit mm. and um because it's something new for me I literally like I made it known that I'm a beginner and I must be treated like a beginner mm-hmm. and um like a month after I started this guy this white guy started and Mm. on his first day (laughs) um he was like going for everything like he was getting everything wrong and I'm like you are gonna hurt yourself but he was like going for it you know like feeling like this I'm meant to be here I can do anything I can do all of it and um, I remember in that it, it was like a week ago it was a week ago and I was like okay I think when I started, I did feel like an uh, imposter, but because I don't feel like an expert, that's why mm. I felt like an, uh, like an imposter mm. in, the, in the situation. And then this guy comes in who knew just as little as I did, mm. but he went for it all. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting, hey? It's so interesting how we respond mm-hmm. to the same situation in different things. And often we don't, like, I think sometimes we maybe also just attribute it to personality, not recognizing that there are things like yes. imposter and other like um, psychological things that affect things that we deem to be our personality. Mm. Isn't that wild? Mm. Like that That's he so would ridiculous. come in and just, <laughs> I mean, and I feel the same even with sometimes and in meetings that there are people that will say literally, I mean, I was in, in a class on Monday. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, these people keep asking questions. And in that class, I think there were two of us girls. Everyone else was a man. And um, they mm. were asking, um, they're asking questions. Nah. And then so this one particular guy asks a question mm. of the lecturer. The lecturer answers. And then the guy responds like adding to a story of what that you know to further agree and then I was like yeah, yeah. you know I agree with you because I struggle with this and this haha <laughs> yeah and I'm like surely this is not the place for that <laughs> you know like you've gotten your question answered <laughs> the response would have been thank you and to keep it moving now you are you are taking yeah. the time of the class in general to express 
you know, this and that and the other, all these experiences, which we already can tell that you had because you asked the question. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mm. I could never mm. do that. Mm. I could never do that. And sometimes I think, oh, mm. you know, I'm just a quiet student. But what I recognize is the fact that I, I do have this imposter that is influencing those decisions that I make in those moments that I'm making them. Mm-hmm. And it's very, I think knowing that I struggle with it um, gives me some degree of, because of the awareness, I feel like I'm able to sort of fight it. Um, but the, the inner thing yeah. to recognize is the problem where you're just like, this is how I am. Yeah, that's so true. then you just I think uh, it's important to yeah it's important to recognize that the way you are is influenced by something Mm -hmm. every aspect of your personality is influenced by something and Mm -hmm. it 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 takes me back to um, a conversation I was having with a friend after last the last episode what was Mm -hmm. the last episode Um, oh spiritual bypassing. bypassing after spiritual bypassing Yes, and um, and she was so fascinated by the term spiritual bypassing because she's like, I've experienced this all my life. I didn't know it had a name, mm. and and we started talking. I can about already how tell who your friend is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, really? And yeah. then um, we were just talking about like how everything has a name, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that you'll think that something is just your personality, but you know, there's actually something you can attribute it to and that mm-hmm. thing has a name. And um, yeah, I just find it, I find it very fascinating. And I think as well, awareness. no, something that we've, something that we've mentioned on, on the podcast frequently is how giving language to things, you know, enables you to it like, is. to mm. work around it. You know, like the other time, was it last week we were yes. saying, the, the last episode rather we were talking about um when I was like oh my gosh it's a theology of avoidance and I felt you know so empowered by oh, that yes. <laughs> because I I felt like oh my gosh this is exactly what, then yeah. I'm naming the thing that I'm constantly seeing so I'm able to identify it with something rather than feeling like you're crazy mm. and I think like I think imposter yeah. like the the reason why I was thinking about this communally is because first of all things like what I was mentioning about the people in my class that the majority of them are males, right? Because in in especially in our mm. black um in our black faith traditions, there is the Muruti and there's the Mamuruti, mm. you know, and and there's a stark difference between yeah. the two, you know. So of course there would yeah. be the Muruti who goes to Bible college, and then the Mamuruti give a smile and wave, you know, mm. and those things mm. are in there. And but because of those things that exist in our society, there is a degree of imposter in the in the black in, in black women um because mm. of things like patriarchy because of things like white privilege because of all these things you know we we don't necessarily know how to show up in the world because like oh my gosh maybe i'm not good enough or you know society has never necessarily affirmed us i feel like for the first time in in maybe recent years you know there is like all this yes black women positivity all over the gram and all over the socials etc yeah. but there is so much that is ingrained in our society and in the way that we live that is not pro the black woman um and so mm. do you register for your postgrad as a black woman you know you're, you're 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 wrestling with the idea of that and then when you do your postgrad something that you know i struggle with you i'm convinced that if i do well in something either my lecturer made a mistake or everyone in my class <laughs> the same <laughs> that's literally it's just yeah. i'm like there's no way you know there's no way that 
I'm an exceptional mm. case. It's in that's it, it like my mind doesn't it, it can't register that people are maybe you did well. I I like I don't know how to do that. I'm like, oh my she was and I keep to how mm. <laughs> I was saying to a friend, I'm like, I know that I am deep within imposter because I reason and I told you about this each when I was like, I think my lecture was very generous. I don't know what's happening here. Um, and then, but then I kept going back to check. <laughs> I kept going back to check my mark to make, to see like, I, cause I kept feeling like, no, he's going to change it. He made a mistake. And so I oh, kept wow. going back to check mm-hmm. to see like, wait, has he corrected his mistake? You know what I mean? And like, no one out there in mm-hmm. the public world <laughs> necessarily sees that my brain is operating like that, but that's actually, I checked, I don't know how many times to see that, okay no man really mistake like something you know even though I, I push for it and I work hard to be able to yeah. get you know a mark like that and whatever when it happens I'm like uh, either it's a general consensus like this the average in my class like we all got this mark or there's a mistake and I'm just I keep waiting for it to be corrected and I think like how debilitating that can be you know yeah but what 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 do you think why do you think you if you think like that is it, do you do you not believe that you're capable of getting the mark or what, like what's the root cause of it um capable i don't know uh, i don't know if it's a capability if it's a question of capability or i think so background story my fa- in my family right in my family I think everyone is always, mm-hmm. everyone in my family thinks I'm a genius, which is so weird for me because I, mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm not, it's not, it's not that weird. Like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone call me a genius. Ha ha ha. You know, let me hear it again. It's really not that. I actually yeah. don't think so. Right. I don't need that tension. I, no one need. no, I don't need that. But I actually don't feel that way. Right. So mm-hmm. even when I was finished with my undergrad studies in finance, there was a certain pressure from my entire family that you're going to study more. You're going to study more. Of course you are. You know what I mean? You are. You know, you, you're the girl. We, if anybody's going to do it and do it well, it's, it's you, right? And I didn't see that in myself and I failed to understand, but what, what's the hype? And the issue isn't that um, I'm incapable because I think there is a, a degree of capability in me, but I think the issue is that, because I always say to people, I didn't wake mm-hmm. up like this. Like, I don't just wake up and I have all the answers. Like, I actually have to do the hard work. And I think for me, I associate like genius and all this mm-hmm. stuff okay. with people who just, grasp but automatic like the natural genius right <laughs> as we've named it today but I, so I don't yeah. I don't recognize I guess the, the natural quote-unquote the natural genius within myself I just think um okay you know like what do you mean or why is everyone making a big deal mm-hmm. about this or, or I feel like I feel like it's a one-source so I don't want people to get like excited about this being something that I am and then tomorrow I disappoint do you know what I mean so I think it's multi-layered. I don't know if I've answered your question, yeah. but yeah, all those things basically. I know. And it's so like natural in my the way I process my thoughts. Like it's not even like it's just how it mm-hmm. is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes hard to like to celebrate achievements because you're like no ways no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> okay i wonder how you get over that i, I wonder 
I really don't know, hey? I don't know. I think my saving grace has been the fact that that I am able to to recognize it. So I can say this is not a rational thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to to, to call it yeah. to recognize okay. after some time, recognize what well, okay, that's not necessarily rational. Um and then yeah. I don't necessarily know how I deal with it after that, but I can after a while, you know, distinguish that. Oh, that's your imposter because you've actually done well and that's okay. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, I think personal imposter, one thing, you know, and it's not easy. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, I mm. always say, you know, this issue that I'm like, I feel like I'm a good starter. I can start anything. Wait till if there's one thing that the Lord has given me <laughs> is ideas and, 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 and that thing, I can start anything, but to see certain things to completion, I'm like, nope. <laughs> because then the imposter gets the better of me and then I'm like I'm actually not going to do this because what the heck you know and it's that perfectionism etc that comes through mm. but I think about societally like the impact um of the sort of inherited imposter due to our history and and all sorts of other things I think sometimes it's not even that you've inherited imposter just from the basis of history but there's certain things that you inherit imposter from from your family, you know, how you've seen, um, how you've seen people in your family show up in certain instances. I know for me, this is something that I've I've, I've, I've brought up in therapy is, is there's this like weird passive aggressive way of dealing with things, right? There isn't, the women in my family are not confrontational on my mom's side of the family, particularly. They're not very confrontational. They're not very like deal with the issue at hand it's this whole oh my gosh this and this happened and then we all feel sort of sorry for ourselves and then if like we're fighting with each other there's sort of this weird passive aggression but no one is actually direct yeah and and that's Mm. something that I recognize in myself when I started going to therapy that this is something that I've inherited but I also realized that this is something that annoys me because I recognize how impractical it is and how much it takes away from relationships but I realized that my grandmother was the most soft-spoken she would never stand up for herself you know, it was always, you know, dealing with it on the internal and then showing, you know, showing up as some yeah. sort of pseudo strength kind of vibes. And I have seen it in my mother, my aunts, I see it in my female cousins. And I'm like, no, man, you know, but I, I've seen it in myself, too. And then I realized that I actually don't I, I, can't, I don't want to be this kind of person, you know, um, yeah. but you, you don't realize just how much of, of, of certain things like imposter or any other things that you inherit just by growing up the way that you did. That's so true. My, I think my family is the opposite. <laughs> my my family is very confrontational. Everyone's very loud. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and very opinionated. So I think that, um, yeah, I think growing up in a family like that, it can either be that you, you step back because everyone around you is so opinionated and so mm. confrontational that it makes you go into your shell or you can just join <laughs> and become just like everyone else. Mm. Um, I think, I think I'm, I'm very confrontational when I need mm. to be. I think um, so too. And because I, I, clarity is kindness. I always say this. I, I, need to, I need everyone to know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that's so interesting. And I think when we speak on um communal um imposter syndrome, I think that it's also important to mention how in an attempt not to 
you know, to experience um, imposter syndrome that we can um, go too far in the opposite yeah. direction, especially mm-hmm. as black women. I think that this whole like go boss mentality, taking up mm-hmm. space. Um, I think that's a, that's something that has um, that has been introduced in a response of imposter syndrome you know that Mm. it's we now have the opportunity to take up space we Mm. have the opportunity to go bosses but I think that within that we can create such a toxic environment where it's that we create a superhero you know the Mm. superhero which yeah which goes back to uh imposter syndrome because now you you you're always working so much harder Mm-hmm. because you feel like you don't actually deserve to be where you're at yeah or that you are not wanted where you're at where you now are you're actually like beating yourself up and working so much harder and exhausting yourself and mm. having this unhealthy mentality and um in an attempt not to be an imp- imposter Mm. which is wild that is very 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 true hey but and it's crazy that like the things that you have to do to because obviously like you've mentioned the movements girl boss da, 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 is a response mm. to 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 how we recognize that females don't have privilege in certain areas so i guess yeah, yeah, to yeah. a certain extent you can say it's a response it's, it's us out coming up from that imposter but then yeah it can be unhealthy to the point where it keeps us in imposter you know, exactly. we're constantly exactly. feeling like imposters where in the meet, you know what I mean? Like, or, or even like, yeah. sometimes I feel like uh, we can try to be like males on their own terms mm. rather than succeeding mm. as females, you know, mm. because I think success yeah. has for a very long time been defined by males. The only way when we think about succeeding is how males have done it. And so we want to succeed like them absolutely usually that is at the detriment of our families or all the other things that we you know Mm -hmm. are responsible for as women in society and I think Mm. that is so unfortunate absolutely and I think it's um to the detriment of society or whatever environment we in because as you say for example with the theology thing that you know this theology space needs the feminine voice Mm. but if you are oppressing your own feminine voice to sound more like a male you're actually taking away from the space that you are trying to occupy absolutely oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) what an epiphany (laughs) Yo, that it's crazy because we are to show up and we are to take up space, but we cannot let anything other than who we are define the way that we do that. True, true. You know, because um, true. as I've said that I had a wonderful boss who was able to recognize certain like imposter traits in me and she would speak to me about it. Um. Mm. But I also know that I've been in situations where there has been an expectation of me to lead like um, some of my, my, my colleagues and my counterparts, do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in the field where the expectation is that I would show up like them, that I would but, handle certain yeah. situations in the way that they would. You know, while I recognize that I'm not necessarily showing up to the best of my ability, I'm also able to mm-hmm. recognize that showing up like someone else is not going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so showing up like emailing Dikobe and fun facts, I know that, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if all I do is take up space and show up like you do, then I haven't, I haven't done the work, you know, like I, I yeah. feel like I've done it in vain, sort of, 
because the idea is that we would bring the versatility of, of who we are, the uniqueness and the diversity of, of who we are and who God has created us to be in those spaces, even as scared as we are, hey? Like, mm. because I think sometimes fear is something that no one really wants to talk about or it's another one of those things that we want to spiritually bypass, you know, not returning yeah. to that, not returning to that episode, but it's something that we sort of want yeah. to, you know, um, perfect love cast out all fear granted, believe yeah. it the reality is that then we don't know how to be when we are fearful because we have tried yes. to bypass it but the reality is we are still experiencing it so how do you take up space mm. while you are fearful you know yeah. those yeah. are necessary conversations to have because now you've decided to be a girl boss doesn't mean <laughs> um your brain is unable to recognize things such as fear Mm, or it mm. doesn't mean your brain now no longer feels like a you know what I mean like even when I think yeah. about my schoolwork I can be terrified when I get marks back and be like oh my gosh no ways that's a mistake but when I do my next thing I'm going to still put my heart and soul into it but it doesn't mean that I'm not fearful you know mm. so it's I think the call we we need to um maybe begin to to have conversations about things like how to show up when you're feeling fearful and to stop pretending as if not, like we all don't experience that mm-hmm. because we certainly and, and and actually recognize what we are fearful of because mm-hmm. as you as you're thinking i'm like what i'm thinking about what am i fearful of in um when like you know in spaces in certain spaces and I'm like a lot of times it's fear of rejection you know fear Mm -hmm. of failure Uh so recognizing those things will help us address uh, adequately address what it is that we are fearful of Um, because I'm thinking I think there was a we've had so many episodes I can't remember which episode (laughs) it was where we spoke about I think it was the um, um ancestralism and western spirituality mm-hmm. i can't remember what the name of the episode was um, and we spoke about yes intersex, intersections of faith yeah, and gotcha. we spoke about how how we have um we we felt growing up and we felt the the need to to separate ourselves from our africanness in mm. order to fit in uh, because we and I, I you know thinking back i don't i don't necessarily know the reason that you know, I felt that way, yeah. um, or whether it was just a, a desire to fit in or a desire to to be, I don't actually know, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Um, you were thinking back to, thinking yeah, back to why when, was I, um, what oh, like the fear of, like, what, what was I fearing? Like, was mm-hmm. I fearing that my African self would be rejected or mm. in that space or or that I wouldn't be seen as worthy of being in that space, you know? Mm. It's so wild. It's, it's wild thinking back, like, as we started this episode, we said, like, I don't, you know, that's how it's, like, kind of-ish that I don't yeah. experience uh, imposter syndrome. But now thinking back, I'm like, that was imposter syndrome. Like, why did I feel that I needed... To, to be something else to become to be something else see and this is also that, fit in. that is the societal thing you know yeah. you go to model c schools where you're expected to mm-hmm. speak english in a certain way you have your white teachers um your white classmates mm-hmm. and you automatically feel like you have to give up parts of yourself 
to be worthy yeah. in a certain space because something about our history yeah. has communicated that blackness is not um, right was not right yeah. you know, that whiteness yeah. Yeah. associated yeah. with rightness and so we societally um and and maybe there are exceptions individually you know there are people who come into those spaces and they're like i'm not even going to conform but societally yeah. we we get into those spaces and we feel the need to conform and that is because of of of, of what history has taught us about ourselves you know i mean we can in the back of our mind know that oh no man i am deserving to be here or even as a child like when you think about being back in primary school nothing in you was like reckoning with should i be here shouldn't i be here you know am i yeah. enough am i not enough but somehow something inside of us still felt the need to conform Absolutely. to a standard that was Absolutely. different to who we are and that mm. is that's why mm. get re- like societally man it's wild and it is wild. You don't think about and it. And it shows up, it shows up in the in the most simplest ways. Like I, I'm thinking about um just how the natural hair movement as well mm. has come as a, a as a response, you know, to how as black people we would damage our hair to get it as straight as possible. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm. oh, it's, crazy. it's crazy. And it's the craziest thing because no one said straighten your hair. You know what I mean? There was no excuse yeah. like condemnation of curly no, hair but there actually was there was because oh, really? it'll be like an afros and pro, like you know like how and they'll like, oh, and like school code of and professional mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't have an afro you can't have dreads in mm-hmm. my school we couldn't have dreads because it's like it, they would deem it as untidy you couldn't mm-hmm. have an afro it's deemed as untidy but you could have straight hair that's yeah, you can it's funny because I don't I don't remember coming to terms with this in any of my school code of conducts. Like I don't ever remember hair being a thing. I mean, my high school was literally a free for all. People did what like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but I remember yeah. just growing up in the family that I did, it was never an option whether or not I was going to relax my hair, I was going to relax my hair. And maybe yeah. it was an unspoken of pressure, but it just was what it was. All the females in my family were relaxing their hair and I relax my hair. Do you know what I mean? It was never as a response to this, as a response to that, but it just was. Maybe somewhere, yeah. somehow it was as a response, you know, like way back when, excuse me, it was a response to something. But in that sense, I just remember it just being the norm. Mm. And no one... A lot of it is the norm. A lot of... The, and unfortunately just, so. Yeah. And that's why I think yeah. the norm is, 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 is established by this inferiority complex that we experience mm. as a black people. Mm. And the opposite now is now what everyone has deemed woke, you know, um, which, <laughs> yeah. which I think is about time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That, we, that we are woke to, to the reality of just how glorious God has created us to be. Mm. Um, mm. And I think it's, I think it's about time, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of, 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 of the black people of the world, especially most recently. I feel like, in, yeah. like we found our voice. We've recognized where we have held whiteness to a higher esteem than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we've also recognized the systems of whiteness that continue to oppress us. And, and we're yeah. fighting back. Like, and not fighting back in the sense that we're going to, you know, Oh. but it's <laughs> we are now rejecting the imposter 
you know, we are doing yeah. the work to show up in the fullness of who we are, but also to show up in the glorious nature of who we fully are and yeah. accept that. Mm-hmm. Because so I good. think yeah. the, the, the most painful thing about imposter is not only that, and it's, it's hardly ever that people are seeing you in that way, but it's more so that you are seeing yourself in that way. And so well, you're mm-hmm. showing up as a fraction of yourself because of how you've doubted yourself in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you can't come up as your full self, you know, and then people can start to have doubts because you present like this little version of who you are. And so I, what I love for us as a people is to show up in the fullness of who we are. And I think kinks and all, you know, like how we said yeah. at the beginning of this episode, I'm like, it's hilarious that you know me that intimately that you can point out my imposter. <laughs> yeah. Because when I show up, you know, in our relationship, I am who I am with my flaws yeah. and all, you know. Um, and I think that that is part that is part and parcel of the beauty of life, um, mm-hmm. that you can know where my imposter sits and where where I am in life and where my struggle mm-hmm. is, and that's okay because I've shown up yeah. truly in the particularity yeah. of who I am, and that's okay. And I think I think it also creates a domino effect that you showing up as you are, mm-hmm. kings and all, gives those around you the freedom to do the same mm. and, and and we've seen that even with the something like the natural hair movement mm. like there was a time where every single black girl in my life had natural hair you know yes, had an yeah. afro or nat- unprocessed hair mm. or dreads or you know so it it honestly it does give those around it gives you the permission freedom to, that's so good to i love up. this i never expected that this is the turn <laughs> neither did i but isn't it always like that i know (laughs) and it's always so fruitful it always feels like therapy i actually intended to make this disclaimer at the beginning of this episode knowing my struggles that i i can Uh already anticipate that this would feel like therapy for me (laughs) yeah you know that i struggle that i struggle with and this has been great this has given me so much liberty and all such great things And for me, it's just um, it's just been a reminder of how important self awareness is. Yeah. Because now I'm aware, I'm able to address it appropriately. Mm. Like Mm. I love that for myself. Right. Everyone that's listening. Honestly, I hope you all feel the same. (laughs) I really hope so. I really hope like we can first of all strive to a level of self awareness that helps us to 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 seek the help that we need um because as, as we've mentioned in previous episodes that we are proponents of therapy um and it's 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 firstly because we're able to recognize <laughs> where the problems exist we're like oh problem here and there so um we we get the help that we need so i really hope that like that this is the community that 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 is is the tfc community you know, that we're aspiring to be self-aware so that we can get the help that we need to show up as the best version of ourselves. Because the last thing the world needs. Yeah, the last, but also the last thing the world needs is like shadows of us. Absolutely. You know, like Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel so convicted that there is so much that can be done in the world if, we all did to show up in the fullness of, of, of who we are. Cause I feel like, cause I, I strongly believe, and I think I've mentioned this, that in previous episodes that, that God partners with us, you know, to enact his will on earth. Yeah. So yeah. if we are not showing up in the fullness of who we are, I feel like we are sort of limiting his ability to do that. Mm, and I think that mm. responsibility is on us, mm. you know, because he has given us um, dominion. So 
here's to like in fact here's to 2022 the yes. community of tfc showing <laughs> up in the fullness of who they are with like zero apologies you know like not mm-hmm. apologizing for mm-hmm. being who you are but showing up with the strength mm-hmm. that you have but even showing up with your weakness you know just showing up as you yeah. always yeah yeah and, and taking up so. the responsibility to do the work that is needed to be done yes to improve yourself because also better you yeah 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 correct we are on the Mm -hmm. same page guys what an episode what an episode (laughs) i was never ready but so good right and i hope that i hope that everybody enjoyed it and Mm. we love hearing from everybody so do follow us on instagram at tfc underscore podcast um you're always welcome to dm us your thoughts dm us your feels Um, and also tell us about the conversations that you are having around these episodes that we are that we are putting out there um but yeah until next time Bye. Bye.